back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Suicide Squad by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can also find me on social media at NoClutchNate. And today we're talking about minute number 103, which is going to start with the team getting ready to go into the subway. And then the minute's going to end with the team in the subway. Hey, yo. Hey. Subway minute. Subway minute. I think I might get Subway after this. Don't. Really? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's bad. There, it's bad. There's, there's better, better sandwiches. There's better sandwiches. Yeah. I say it all the time. But I got Subway coupons in my car. Okay. Well, then point proven. I can't beat that. You can't beat Price. Mm, Stephen Price. <laughs> you can't beat Stephen Price. Moral, uh, biggest takeaway about this movie. Um, but yeah, the team's getting ready um, and... We get this big emotional moment from Katana. Hang on. First off, <clears throat> I do like the establishing shots of all the characters, like with their weapons. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. it's, that's like a dossier report in my in my head. You well, get you get. I mean, you, you get the shot of Deadshot holding the pistol. You get Boomerang holding the boomerang. Harley holding a revolver. And the katana, and then, yeah, and the katana holding the sword. Yeah, you also had in the last minute you had Rick Flag, uh, you know, loading up his his M sixteen mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. assault rifle, whatever it is. Yeah, I don't think they use M 16s anymore. This ain't Vietnam anymore. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you're right. They they do spend time with their weapons, and Katana spends a lot of time with her weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, this is. Um, I, I think Katana was one of the most underused characters in this film, and I, I expected so much more um, when I went to go see the film. I was so disappointed that she had such, uh, like, barely any screen time at all. And this is one of the moments where I was like, damn, this is this would have been really cool had I really known the character. And, like, well, like, I know the character, but it's, like, not in the way that the film goes where... We still have Rick Flag explaining explaining who or what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like and I don't like it. I don't like Rick Flag having to do it again. Cause he's doing it again where he does the whole like this is katana, she's gotta soar this to your soul and like <laughs> By the way, her dead husband's soul's trapped in the sword. And he's like, Yo, her dead husband guy who killed her husband used that sword and he's trapped in it. It's so like it's it's an emotional moment because I force myself to care about her because I want to. Mm-hmm. But someone who doesn't might be like crazy samurai lady with a, yeah. with a sword over there is crying. And I want more. I want more respect for that character, you know? Um and so he like he, he just explains it. He gives he gives it it gives another, you know, sentence for the audience again for us to just be like, okay, I understand the character now. And then it's followed up with the, the Captain Boomerang quip about, you know, what they say about the crazy ones. So, what do they say about the crazy ones? You legitimate, legitimate. No, I, I know the answer. You to know that. the answer? Yeah, it's because they talk to themselves. That's not what you were thinking, was it? What were you thinking? 
you you think Captain Boomerang was saying, you know what they say about I, the crazy well, yeah, ones? Yeah, she's like, she talks to her husband sometimes. Oh, well, you know what they say about the crazy ones? They They're talk cr- to themselves. No. That's, what? That's It's a little more lewd than that. Oh, is it? Yeah. You know what they say about the crazy ones? No. I'm not going to get into it. I need you to tell me. They, What's the saying? They, they fuck better. Oh. Yeah, you see... I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, Makes sense, but also, I don't know if that was... That's why they're all grinning. That's an actual phrase. Oh. I'm not making that up. I thought it was... I thought it was they talked to themselves, and that's why Harley has her little quip. No, that's why... That's why he was looking at Harley Quinn, and that's why he was... And I I don't know. If they're trying... I don't know if they're trying to force a a shipping of Captain Boomerang and Katana because they they had like a little feud earlier in the film with the death of Slipknot, R.I.P. But like, it seems like he's just like that's crazy, but hot, and it's like really. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, you didn't. No, <sighs> did not know that. Didn't know that was a phrase. That's funny. Um, so now I thought, I th- Mark, I thought I was right. <laughs> I, I love the innocence of your answer yeah. so much. I thought I was, I thought that's why Harley the crazy does, ones. They talk to themselves. They talk to themselves you know and Harley right. goes, huh? Like, it's like a, one of those things like she didn't hear it. Like, it's like, cause it's another just voice in her head kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'm talking to myself cause I'm crazy. And yeah. it's like, uh, I didn't know it. And that's why I thought her little smirk was supposed to be like, uh, oh yeah, I just made a joke. I made a joke. Not like a. I'm smiling because I know the. the uh, I know the rest of the saying. New York accent, I joke. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god! Uh, I love your innocent answer. (laughs) I really do. I think it was great. Um, But yeah, uh, something that I was trying to look at um, in the sword. There's a close-up shot of Katana speaking with the sword, and the more I looked at it, the more I saw a face skulls in, um. in the sword and i didn't know if that was just um just me like thinking of that mm-hmm. but there were multiple times like even now i have a pause and i, can, I see one you see one here right no i see the one at the top see this one nope i see the one at the top the top of the smoke oh. all the way up oh there. my no, god no no, no 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 oh that one i didn't see that one where you just pointed I didn't, all the way at the i didn't top. even notice the smoke Those, see they got two eyes in the nose you oh, gotta you, you gotta speak into the microphone. Yeah, but you met you you did it away. Yeah, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. You're never gonna find the frame that you paused it on now. I'm looking at the smoke itself. Oh, see, I don't really see it when it's being animation. I guess I can see some like eye sockets to the right there. Yeah. Um, I don't see them on the sword. I don't know what you you're don't see it at. on the sword. No. It's here's a mouth. Here's a nose. There's a eye. There's a face. There's a face. Uh, um, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's I I'm seeing skulls in this and I and I didn't intentionally want or try to look for that mm-hmm. or anything. I just we had it paused cuz I was reading the dialogue and I was like, "Wait a minute, are those skulls in like and they're just I think so." Like cuz there's nothing else, you know, if it was reflecting the ground, it wouldn't be moving like that and and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I I think they actually added that imagery of of, okay. of skulls That's going cool. around. I didn't know if the smoke was was the soul that she was talking to and it's just and it's getting evaporated i think he's in there somewhere 
among with a bunch of other people too yeah so like yeah. i get like the idea of having multiple skulls and that's the imagery of uh dark magic souls being trapped in this vessel mm-hmm. but i thought it was the smoke that she's talking to was her husband and he's uh like in vapor form <laughs> <laughs> no because then he'd be escaping it yeah that's what i thought and it's just like hey you're letting them all out cut it out <laughs> you're letting all the demons out yeah, close the window um yeah, uh, if we had seen, you know, some other ways that this film might have end, where they people have have theorized that Katana's sword is the key to killing the heart of Enchantress, this would have been that this that moment that gets that sword ready for that type of yeah, like foreshadowing for the audience where we go, hey, she's talking to her sword because you got to remember the sword's going to come in play. There's a big <laughs> this is this is the, but yeah, it's it's. Yeah, this would be a very a more impactful moment where um, that comes into play, like later on in the film. Do we get to see that? Hopefully. Um, but yeah, so she's talking to the sword. It's, it's a big moment. You really get to see the scar detail that she has. I don't think you've have you noticed that before. She's no. She's got like a huge scar, like a slash across the face, and it's I I think it's supposed to like symbolize like. Um, like not just a tragedy of what she went through, but like some sort of some in some way dishonoring. Like mm-hmm. she's been dishonored in in um, in the fact that she's lost her husband, or she maybe she allowed her husband to get killed with like negligence or something like that. But something that it's like she carries her woes. Do you think that's her. also why she has a mask on? Because I do know in some culture, uh, Japanese culture, that like if you had a scar, especially on your face, mm-hmm. um, like it's a sign of like dishonor. Yeah, like you could you like had to cover it up. Like, like you, you couldn't like show your face around town. Yeah. Like it, that's a bad thing to have a scar on your face because it, it's like you would have rather of the thing kill you than to be dishonored with that imperfection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a thing, right? I'm not just making that um, up. Have you ever read uh, Gawain and the Green Giant? Yeah. It's like a, it's an Arthurian tale. Yeah. Um, it's like later on down the road once... Yeah, Liam Arthur, Neeson. Um, Liam Neeson played Gawain in Excalibur. Yeah, he did play Gawain. Yeah, he did. But, so, at some point, uh, I think, like, Guinevere has, like, the son Gawain or something. I don't know. I get all confused. But anyways, Gawain shows up and he, he challenges like Arthur's son to like combat. Who Mo- Modri- Modrin? Something like that. Yeah. No, no, not Mordrin. Mordrin. Mordrin no. and Morgana. No, that's no, not it was someone else. But anyways, that's, that's Arthur's so, nephew. So you have a young kid, right, who's gonna fight Gawain, the Green like Knight or whatever. Yeah. And so they're gonna fight, and in one swing, the kid like beheads Gawain. And then, and then Gawain like picks up his head and he's like, all right, in a hundred years, I will come back and we will have a rematch and I will swing the sword this time. It's very weird. He allows himself to be beheaded. Yeah. And then Gawain says, I will come back and I will behead you in like a hundred years or something. Time passes. And, and I think the kid, as he grows up, he always, he always questions if Gawain is actually going to show up and if he's ready to uh, get beheaded or if he's even going to go through with it. Gawain does show up, uh, you know, decades later, and he says, all right, time to do it. And so he gets his axe ready. He's about to go chop this kid's head off, and the kid flinches, and he, like, just nicks him on the neck. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's a it's a cut deep enough to, like, leave a scar, and he says, because you flinched, 
and because you didn't accept it, you're going to live with this for the rest of your life or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. And so it was one of those things where it's like, you should have just got your head cut off. But Getting no. your head cut off was supposed to be honorable. In that yeah, yeah, you're supposed to yeah. allow me to cut your head off, but because you flinched, I'm going to leave you mm -hmm. with this scar, and you, I'm dishonoring you, and that's Heck, it. I mean, that kid probably lived yeah. a full life, and yeah. then he robbed Gwen of his full life mm -hmm. at, a, at a time, so dang, yeah, I think what so. a loser. It was, it was something like that. And so that goes, it's an Arthurian tale about that same concept of mm -hmm. like... Of scars and... Uh, scars and being, being dishonorable. Yeah, is, yeah. Is, is, is a sign of dishonorment when you should have just um, been killed mm -hmm. or something like that. Yeah, to maintain your, your honor. Um, die with honor. Um, and yeah, and so that's pretty much it for this half of the minute. I'm still, I can't get over that, that line, that crazy line. <laughs> Best not to think about it too much. That's what Rick Flagg says, where he says, let's do this. And they just, like, move out. Um, I do like that he's, like, he's he's a part of them now. I like that, mm -hmm. they're, that they're going with his word. I like that this is what we were talking about when we said do the right thing. They're doing the right thing now. And damn it, does it feel good, Mark. Mm -hmm. It feels so good. Even yeah. yesterday with Killer Croc going down and, like, I'm not asking, bro, mm -hmm. brah, whenever he said. It's good that they're stepping up now. Yeah, it's, it's it, that's that's what that's it feels what like talking, is what it is. Yeah. And I was talking about it, you know, earlier, you know, many minutes ago where I was saying, wouldn't it have been nice if, if, if maybe some of them were already working as a unit and, mm -hmm. and, and then Rick Flagg was also allowed to work with the unit, like that they allowed him into their circle. Like th when they're working together like that, it feels so good. Um, and, um, like everything that happens in this little subway thing as they get ready, like the jokes, like they're laughing at each other's jokes. Um, and, and there's, there's caring for what Katana's going through. Like it's all really good stuff. And, um, it's good that Rick flag is, is, is able to give commands and, and they're doing it because they, they want to, um, killer croc also has a good little, uh, clip in this minute where he's swimming yeah, and I thought it looked really cool. I love the the murkiness of the water, the the flashlights, and then just the way he's swimming. Um, it all looks really good. It looks like really good visual effects. So I'm actually very proud uh, of this one. Um, before we skip further, or no, yeah, it's, it's not much left. But they um, they go through the subway where Incubus first transformed, and he mm -hmm. was fighting all the uh, first responders that showed up at the subway. I love this shot when I first saw it in theater because I thought it looked really cool. Um, and it really, for the first time, feels like they're in the belly of the beast, so to speak. Like, they're in it now. Like, they are they are so close to facing Enchantress and Incubus. And I thought that this looked really cool. I wish there was another firefight with some Eyes of the Adversary um, at this moment, because I think it was, it's such a cool scene. And like, not even one that has to be like long and drawn out, just like them running up the pillars, getting cover, and just mm -hmm. like hitting a couple of of the eyes of the adversary, like making them at this point eyes of the adversary are piece of cake to go through now. Yeah, they're I, just fodder. And I would like to soak in this this room a little bit more because I love people, and it kind of reminds me of like a Mortal Kombat game or Injustice game where they would be fighting in a subway and you see like these things that happen at some mm -hmm. point and you go, Oh, well how, you know, like here's all the damage Incubus did and, and, and stuff like that. And, and it's, and it's those kind of arenas that you see and you go, man, I really want to soak up this room more. And 
if there was like a little skirmish in this tunnel scene, like you could have the Suicide Squad, you know, taking positions, firing. You uh, know what's a good example of that? Mm-hmm. That I'm just now thinking of it visually. Mm. In Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. Obi-Wan and Yoda go to the Senate building and they're in the courtyard in the front and it's a top-down shot of the two of them on either side fighting Mm -hmm. off clone troopers as if they're nothing. And that's the truth because it's two Jedi masters just mowing down these troopers. Yeah. They're 501st troopers, so I'm sorry, guys. It's, uh, you know, but when you get a lightsaber, you're probably donezo. Anyway, it's just like a panning shot of them and it's quick. It's not like a big battle. You just get the one lightsaber throw from Yoda, which is, oh, cool, that's a cool fanfare. But it's just so quick, like, this is a battle. We got to fight it. There's obviously mm-hmm. enemies here. They are in enemy territory. They have to clear out the room. And it was just that quick little shot. But you're also seeing the Jedi Temple. Yes. And being like, you're oh, seeing what the damage. Here? You're seeing yeah. the blast marks, all yeah. the like, other dead bodies on the floor, like yeah. all those things. They have to yeah. fight through that. And, and yeah, there's stuff like that where it's like, yeah, I would really like it if, if we got to, instead of just walking through a creepy hallway, the, the creepy hallway, like fight in the creepy hallway, mm-hmm. like use the cover. Be system. tactical. Yeah. And, and, and to really take notice of it. Um, there's a, a lot of that in that division game that we play, Nate, where it's like you do fight in like museums and stuff that mm-hmm. are destroyed and it's, and it's not, you're, you don't just walk through them. You're fighting in that environment and it's that kind of stuff where it's like, that feels that's, that's the juicy stuff. You know, have you like, gotten to the, um, um, the Earth and Space Museum, whatever that mm-hmm. one is, with the mm-hmm. can you shoot the big whale, the blue whale? Can you shoot it down and <laughs> crush could, people? Or are you going to spoil it? <laughs> Have you know. not? You didn't try you it. You could try, but you also go to like Native Amer- the Native American Museum and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it's all cool stuff. So stuff like this, I w- I want to see. Like, no, let them like let them fight. Let's do it. Let's, let's do it. So, um, but my only other closing note was. Captain Boomerang Jackie actually get a good shot of, of that jacket. Of the jacket? Yeah. yeah. He looks like a cool uh, English, Scottish, just like thug, almost like a Russian thug, to be honest with you. Like, he's he's intimidating, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That's a nice uh, track jacket that he's got. It's not a bad jacket. Mm-hmm. I got to be honest. It's not bad. It's good for costuming. <laughs> I wouldn't wear that on an everyday basis unless I was Captain Boomerang. That's a big deal. He deserves to wear that because that's, that's fitting for him. But if I was doing it as a costume, yeah, I'd do that. It's a 2016's version of Nice Guy Eddie from Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> it may not be far off. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's looking good in that jacket. We've talked about everyone else's outfits, but yeah, he his deserves more praise. And I've always liked the way Rick Flag holds his body armor. Oh yeah, Bane does that in The Dark Knight Rises, mm-hmm. and I've always loved that that how that feels like as a pose, like that look of you like resting your hands yeah on your on straps on your armor, like that is such a cool look. It makes you look like a total badass. So yeah. Nothing but A Wait, pluses. Wait, scroll, scroll back up to when Diablo's getting up off the... Uh, does he have his jacket in his hand? No, he was hands were crossed. Sorry. I think he's holding... Let me take a look here. I don't think he's holding anything. His hands are just clasped. Clasped together. Oh, yeah. He's just yeah. Yeah, he's just clenching his fist he's over and over. Probably praying or something. Yeah, I thought for a second he was Zen holding... Zen out? Like, yeah. Like a rosary or something? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought he was holding one of those, but... Um, I did notice that he does have the uh, two one three tattoo on his hand, mm-hmm. area code. Yeah, for that for that area. Mm-hmm. 
um, if it was two and four, it'd be that infamous runtime of Zack Snyder's Justice yeah, it would be League. Two. I was also thinking that maybe it was an issue of a comic, but it's not. I assumed it was. I mean, that's on the nose to put it. Guy from L.A. gangbanger. Of course, he's going to have like the uh, not of course, but it's common to have the zip code. L.A. gang kingpin. Yeah, tattoo on you. Mm-hmm. Is he a kingpin? Was he like top of the? I think top of the chain. He, I think he was top of the. Yeah, yeah he, he was, was like a boss. I, I'm pretty a boss. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was. I think he was because, I mean, he's the fire guy. I mean, who's going to... Yeah, I guess you can't. Who's going (laughs) to challenge that, you know? so Yeah, you're right. um, But we're going to wrap up for today. If you enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minutes and the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society, where you can join us to talk about today's minute or any other minutes that you're catching up on. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow for Minute 104 of Suicide Squad. 